Tuesday morning arrives. The mid-morning arrives. Some pleasant weather for November 29th, I dare say. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Light the Tower. On the horn, 1049, 1019, AM 1260. We're live, local, and digital. On the horn app and at hornfm.com. My name is Craig Way. I thank you for joining us. Jeff Howe will be along shortly. Our producer, our man behind the glass, who is the purveyor of all good things, Flex ATX, because after all, in final analysis, it's a Flex. Jonathan John Donaldson, Jay, Jay Donaldson. We know him as Snoop Daniel. How you doing this morning? I'm anxious. You're anxious. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. It's a Tuesday. <laughs> You're not anxious about traffic. I know that because you got in here and everything was okay with that. Uh, you're, I would imagine you're probably not anxious about your bank account. Well, we're all anxious about our bank accounts in one way or another, but probably not as much because payday. It just hit. It just hit for you. Okay. So, so you're okay there. (laughs) So what are you anxious about? Well, I want to get these playoff games underway so I can stop. Okay. We're a couple of days out from the first of those. No, I can't. I'm already like, I can't get Drip and Vandy out my, I need for them both to win. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Uh, only one can win. They are playing each other. Oh. But be happy about the fact they've, they've both advanced to the state quarterfinal round. Oh. You know? They're both elite eight participants. Only one can represent this area in 6A Division Two in the state semifinal round next week, probably against Katie, by the way. Uh, and, uh, and, of course, Westlake stands the best opportunity to uh, represent uh, – well, the only one in Division One out of this area in 6A. So we're going to run all that down here in a few minutes with with our uh, with our um, uh, uh, Whataburger Top Five, which is normally on Tuesday the Double Meat with Cheese Edition. So here's your Double Meat with Cheese Edition because we it's normally the top ten rankings. The rankings, of course, the last poll happen after the regular season. But what we do is we uh, pivot it into a playoff mode. And here's your double meet with cheese. We're going to give you the entire playoff schedule. Do you know how many how many high school football games are left okay. this, the, to be played this season, postseason Sweet, games? Sweet 16. Hold on. Times two. Times, oh, God, it's too much. Man. Well, let me just tell you this. This week alone, there are 44 games. Okay? So we're down to 88 teams. Now, that includes the fact that six-man is down to its semifinals. They're in their final four. Remember, they have the mini-bye. Because they don't play next weekend because they have to play the following Wednesday. So they have, and they only have two per district that get into the postseason. So they have the mini buy. So it's Final Four weekend at the six man level 1A Division One and 1A Division Two. So anyway, there's, there's a lot of that. So um, we'll get to all that. That's coming up. Uh, also, we're back to our regular Tuesday session with Greg Tapper, managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. He'll join us early in the 11 o'clock hour. But there's a lot of other things to get to as well. That's why it's always good to have the co-host alongside. Uh, he, of course, is the pride of Northwest Williamson County. You know him best after those who knew him as Highway 79, where he was certainly uh, a proud alumnus, graduate. I'm always proud. And former honorable mention all district offensive lineman for the Florence Buffaloes. Maybe more proud of the fact that I didn't grow up in Gerald than the fact that I grew up in Florence. Right. You, you, you're, Gerald's living in your head now. 
You just you got to know that. Gerald's been living in your head since they got to the third round of the playoffs. You know him best for his outstanding work at Horns 24-7. That's Jeff Howe. Listen, Gerald's in the same boat now as Florence. Okay, the football gear has been put away. It's on the basketball now. So, yeah, there's that. <laughs> I, I know where that's going to lead, by the way, mentioning basketball and Gerald. I know what that's going to mean, right? What? The fact that they're no longer in the Rat P gym, as you like to say. Well, I wasn't going to bring it up, but since you did, yes, the uh, the Rat P gym uh, is not their home gym it's anymore. It's a nice gym. Yeah, they have a nice gym now. Did you visit the Rat P gym, Snoop? I didn't. Did you ask the location of the Rat P gym? <laughs> I can smell it. I didn't need to go. Somebody, no, I'm, if you, I'm, I'm telling you, go into jail. Somebody will, if you talk about the Rat P gym, they'll know what you're talking about. And anybody, that, <laughs> Gerald, that will deny it, you're lying to yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. <clears throat> but anyway, they're on the basketball just like you know, just like Florence is at this point. So anyway, there's there's that. Uh, you ever have the smell of rat pee hit you while you're at the free throw line, Craig? It's not pleasant. Wow. You were in that very position? You're yeah. Because you played basketball. Just taking also. some foul shots and that rat pee just wafts across your nose. <laughs> did did you hit the foul shots? Uh, probably not. Yeah, but, so it probably served its purpose. Then, um, you know? That was the thing about playing in the Gerald tournament. If you, When you're playing in the Gerald tournament, you want to get into the winner's bracket because the loser's bracket, you knew you were in the Rat P gym if you were in the consolation bracket. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Maybe if you get to the consolation championship, they let you play in the big gym, but yeah. you were relegated to the Rat P gym <laughs> if you lost that opener. Yeah, all right. It was all the motivation you need to come out strong. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Nice to know. <laughs> Our uh, Specs text line is open at 337-3776-512-337-3776. Um, big basketball game coming up Thursday. Texas and Creighton, a new uh, uh, Chris Beard has media availability today. And then we have a special mm-hmm. Tuesday basketball edition of Longhorn Weekly with Chris Beard tonight at Pluckers. Live at seven o'clock, so we have uh, have that going down. Normally it'll be Thursdays, but obviously the game is Thursday, and a big one at that. Two of the top seven teams in the country going at it, so yeah, it's a big one. Had to, it did some research to find when I was doing that uh, Leaf Johnson Ford return of the week about Houston being the number one team in the country for the first time since Phi Slamma Jamma was taking the court mm-hmm. in nineteen eighty three. Awesome! It is also the first time ever. That number one and number two in the country have both been from the state of Texas. Nice. Yeah. Southwest Houston Conference. Houston one, Texas two. Southwest Conference yeah. is having a heck of a week because isn't Baylor six? Yeah. 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 So, and I look back on some, there were some Southwest Conference. There was a one and a three, I think, with Arkansas involved. Uh, but it's first time for one and two. So, so that's pretty cool. Uh, so we've got. Hey, and Arkansas is tied for 11th. So, man, Southwest Conference is off to a hell of a start this basketball season. <laughs> that's, right, that's right. And then when you look at the poll and you see the, the, this week's rankings, you see the number of teams that are still on Texas schedule that are in this week's poll. Uh, you brought up Baylor, who's ranked six. They've got to play them twice. Kansas is number nine. They've got to play them twice. Uh, they have. Uh, Iowa State, who's in the poll, they have to play them twice. Tennessee is 13. They have to play them. Illinois, who is 16, they play them next Tuesday in Madison Square Garden in New York. And so there's, yeah, there's some, there's some grinding still ahead. There's, there's a lot of, a lot of uh, big time matches. Put it this way, uh, when it comes to March and it comes down to seeding for the NCAA tournament and all that sort of stuff, um, 
the schedule will not be an issue. It will not right. be any kind of question for Texas, be it non-conference or or the other, having already played and beat then number two, and I think what they're number fourteen now, Gonzaga. Fourteen, yep. yeah. So, so there's that, um, and so that's that's an important. Did you mention Tennessee too? I did. I did. They're number thirteen. I was was looking at the poll, but number thirteen. So, and that's a road non-conference game in late January in the Knoxville. So I I didn't know till yesterday. You and I hadn't hadn't touched base on everything. So you're going to be in New York for the game Mm -hmm. next Tuesday. I'll obviously be in New York for the game uh, next Tuesday. I'll I'll be out Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I'm sorry, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Monday Monday through Wednesday, Wednesday, Friday. Or. do you know if you're planning to be in Knoxville on January 28th? Uh, let's say tentatively, yes. Yeah, yeah. But that's not. I don't think that's locked in for me. Yet. Okay. All right. Okay. Um. So anyway, there's some there's some big ones there. Um. Here's here's a little bit of trivia for you here. You know, Texas and Creighton are meeting for only the second time ever. The other time they they met was in the NCAA tournament. Do you know where and when that took place? I'll, I'll help you first of all with the, with the win. March 9, 1974. So it'll be the first time they met. 1974. Uh, Heart of Texas Coliseum in Waco. Not a bad guess. It was in the state of Texas where they played. It was at the Super Pit in Denton. Oh wow! And the NCAA tournament, which was it, at the time was almost a brand new arena. I think it opened in '72. Creighton was coached by none other than the late great Eddie Sutton, right? Yep. Who took four teams in the NCAA tournament. Uh, he, he parlayed the Creighton job into the Arkansas job, and then the Kentucky job, and then the Oklahoma State job. So uh, that was that's the last time Texas played them. A um, a uh, Texas team coached by Leon Black. That uh, went to, that took on Creighton back in 1974 in the NCAA tournament. So anyway, there's some basketball to discuss. We get to that. We have a Longhorn notebook coming up at the bottom of the hour. How? Which direction are we headed with that? Football. Okay. Football. 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 Okay. So we got that uh, uh, coming up as well. I need to find that uh, audio, that Abe Lemons, Eddie Sutton audio from back in the day. <laughs> yeah, that would be good. I got that somewhere in an email. Yeah, that was need to find it. I I would I would also like to see the letter that that was written and <laughs> the coach Royal there afterwards uh, talking about coach Sutton uh, coach uh, Lemon's behavior there and in specific what he referred to coach Sutton as. Let's see I'll, during the break if I can find that. Yeah, have Snoop cue it up. That would be good. Uh, all right. <laughs> Without further ado, let's roll on to the Whataburger. Top five. Now, it's time for the Whataburger Top Five. Okay, prepare to receive today's Double Meat with Cheese edition. Here we go. Top ten rankings. As we mentioned, of course, the rankings are fixed. Not not like illegally fixed. They are affixed. They're they're done. Uh, they're in a fixed position. Like you'd spay or neuter your pet? Yes, exactly. And uh, the price is right, Snoop. What Bob Barker always tell you? Spay or Help neuter. control the pet population. Have yeah. your pet spayed or neutered. He was yeah. big into that. Uh, so and having ladies reach into his pocket. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Trying to do some high school football here. Trying to do some high school football here. Okay. All right. Uh, our double meat with cheese edition because we don't have the rankings, which led us down the road to 
animals being spayed and neutered, uh, is um, the playoff schedule for this week. So here it is. This is the entirety of the high school football playoff schedule. First of all, 6A Division One. This should be an outstanding game if you haven't heard about it. Prosper and Louisville. Louisville having its best season since the Ronnie Gage coached fighting farmer wishbone uh, two-time state champions of the 90s. And uh, Louisville will play Prosper. That's in McKinney Saturday afternoon, 2 o'clock. Looking for a game to go to on Saturday around here? How about Georgetown to see Duncanville and Spring Westfield? Big time. Be some talent on the field in that game. Absolutely. Colin Simmons, big time 2024 prospect. uh, One of the guys high up on the board for the Longhorns. 3 o'clock Saturday afternoon in Georgetown uh, at the Georgetown ISD Athletic Complex Berkebach Stadium there. Uh, Galena Park North Shore in Atasca seat. I'm actually calling this game Friday night for uh, Valley Sports Southwest. And uh, I'll just, uh, you know, later we'll do... um, uh, later in the week, we'll do what the computer says, but I can tell you right now, the computer says that's a pick 'em game. Wow. Between North Shore and Atascacita. They had a one score game, their first meeting. Uh, North Shore is without their outstanding quarterback. Caleb Bailey had the knee injury, so they've kind of, uh, you know, done patchwork with quarterback. And it's worked well with their offense, but it's not quite as dynamic uh, as, it, as it would have been had they still had Caleb Bailey. Something to keep in mind with an eye toward. The matchup of that winner, if they do win it, against the winner of Region 4, which is Westlake and Brennan. And, uh, and of course, we're due to visit tomorrow with Tony Salazar, head coach of the Westlake Chaparrales, to talk about that matchup with Brennan from the north side of San Antonio. They play in the Alamo Dome Saturday afternoon at 2 o'clock. Uh, KBVO televising that live. So that'll be on uh, Saturday afternoon at 2 o'clock. All right, 6A Division 2. How about this matchup, fellas? Denton Geyer and South Lake Carroll. That's a big time. They're playing at the Star in Frisco there, the Ford Center, uh, 2 o'clock on Saturday. Uh, Friday night, uh, Friday night, you've got DeSoto, Snoop Daniels, alma mater, yep. taking on Harker Heights at McLean Stadium in Waco, Snoop. How about that on Friday night? Man, congrats to Harker Heights because they are doing big things right now. Beating Best, deepest playoff run ever. They beat Decaney, they beat Decaney down. It was yeah. like 49. Yeah. Yeah. Representing for that 254 area code. Absolutely. What up, Harge? Uh, so, uh, I got a 254 number, too, Snoop. I never you changed do. it. You do. He does. He, he has Florence a 254 area code. Yeah, it is. Never changed it. Yeah, it, it crosses over there in that <laughs> northwest Williamson County area. Damn straight. Uh, all right, so DeSoto and Harker are playing at McLean Stadium Friday night. Also Friday night in 6A Division Two, Katie and Houston Sheldon, C.E. King. Houston King, C.E. King. They're playing at NRG Stadium in Houston Friday night. The winner of that Katie King matchup, probably going to be Katie, uh, is going to take on the winner. Of Vandegrift and Dripping Springs. Yeah. So, and of course, they're playing at Gupton Friday night at 7. Thursday morning, we'll uh, visit with Drew Sanders to talk about that. A matchup uh, should be a great one as well. So, we'll have more on that as the week progresses as well. 5A Division One, Alito moving up to D1 this year and uh, just picking up where they have. Remember, they actually started the season 0-2 and, and have not stopped since. They, they've won. And they're playing Burleson Centennial. This is a rematch 
Uh, that's at the, uh, the Star in Frisco. That's Saturday afternoon. Friday night, Longview, number one team in the state, 5A Division One, taking on Mansfield Timberview. Uh, that's at Mesquite Memorial Stadium on Friday. Two other Saturday games, College Station and Smithson Valley. This is another game you could go to locally. It's at the field in Pflugerville, Saturday afternoon at 2 o'clock. And then Corpus Christi Veterans Memorial against Far San Juan Alamo North. PSJA North trying to become the first team from the Rio Grande Valley to get to the Final Four since Port Isabel in 1994. So that's uh, pretty high praise for uh, that program out of the Valley. But they lost the flip, and so they have to make the, uh, I think it's four-hour bus ride up there to Corpus to play Vets Memorial at Buck Stadium there. 5A Division II, Abilene Wiley and Argyle playing Stephenville on Friday night. These are all Friday games. Dallas South Oak Cliff, the defending state champions, playing Melissa Choctaw Stadium, the former home of the Texas Rangers. That's Friday night. And um, also, that the uh, what I what I think is just an uh, outstanding team is Fort Ben Marshall and and Port Natchez Groves. They play in Galena Park uh, on Friday night, and Liberty Hill and Corpus Christi Flower Bluff are meeting at Dub Ferris Stadium in San Antonio on Friday. That's a huge matchup. Obviously, all of these are big now in the quarterfinal. Four A Division One, Wichita Falls uh, high against Decatur. That's a district rematch of a one-score game. They play in Denton on Friday night. These are all Friday games. China Spring moving up from Division Two to Division One after winning the Four A D Two title a year ago plays perhaps the biggest Cinderella story in the state of Texas this year. Anna, the Anna Coyotes. Uh, who are undefeated, who have taken out Stephenville, and uh, who are now, uh, Anna, their deepest playoff run ever playing China Spring. That's in uh, the brand-new stadium in um, Crowley uh, on Friday night. Fort Bend Marsh, I mean, uh, uh, Chapel Hill, high of Tyler against Kilgore and all the East Texas matchup in Tyler Friday. And Bernie and Cal Allen, great matchup uh, at the Rock Pile on Friday night between a couple of unbeatens there. 4A uh, Division Two, Monahans and Glen Rose playing Sweetwater. These are all Friday games. Carthage, number one in the state and looking every bit the part with their uh, elimination of number two Gilmer last week. They play Pleasant Grove of Texarkana. That's in Marshall. Quero and Silsby play at NRG Friday afternoon. Friday afternoon at 1.30. Quero and Silsby. Maybe I can leave here and get there. At- is that what you're thinking? You know yeah, I, mean? I get there for the second half. Okay, okay. Yeah, that, that's it. <laughs> a computer likes Quero by four, by the way. Yay. On that one. Okay. Go get him, Coach. And, yeah, there you go. And uh, But if you did that, you couldn't be back in time for Wimberley and Lago Vista. Oh, no, I'm staying. Yeah, Wimberley and Lago <laughs> play Friday night in Hutto. Big matchup there. And a second consecutive district rematch for both since all four playoff teams from 13-482 advanced to the round of 16. And with Lago knocking out Navarro, the number two seed, and Wimberley, the one seed, taking out Gerald, now you got Wimberley and Lago uh, Friday night. 3A Division One, Whitesboro and Brock playing in Denton. That's Thursday night. These two games are Friday. Grandview and Malakoff. The Zebras... And the Tigers meeting for the eighth time in the last five years. Wild. Think about that. 
eight times. This will be the eighth time they will have played in five years because of non-district games. They've met in a state championship. They've met in the quarterfinals. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, – uh, and and they schedule each other in non-district. Pretty much a great non-district matchup. So Grandview and Malakoff, they play in Waxahachie on Friday night. Also on Friday night. This is a pretty good matchup. Franklin is number one, and they've been number one all season long. But Columbus could give them a game. And um, that one will be in Tomball on Friday. And also on Thursday night, Lano and Edna. Top two seeds out of that district, no doubt about it. And they play in San Marcos at Rattler Stadium on Thursday. 3A Division II, these are all Friday games. Wall and Canadian in Woodrow uh, out in the South Plains. Holiday and the number one team, Gunner, playing at the uh, Star, the uh, Ford Center. Uh, Harmony, big stunner as they knocked off West Rusk last week, plays Newton in Nacogdoches on Friday night. And Tidehaven and Poth play in San Marcos on Friday night. That game is at Bobcat Stadium. Then you get to uh, 2A Division One, Cisco and Hawley, a district rematch, playing at Abilene Christian Wildcat Stadium. Toller and Crawford could be a slugfest in Burleson on Friday. Cooper and Timpson, remember the name Terry Bussey. What, a, what an outstanding yeah. player he is. And they're playing in uh, Lindale. And then you got it again, another rematch, Shiner of Furio. And uh, they're playing in... Uh, San Marcos on uh, Friday night. All right, two eighty two, Wellington and New Terry Bussey. Real quick, Craig. Yeah. Speaking of Timpson, twenty four seven Sports. We've got him as a top one hundred prospect in the country yeah. for the class of twenty twenty four. And anybody who's seen him will know. We, we've had highlights of him on the show a lot. He's mm. explosive. He's dynamite. Uh, reminds me in the things that he does. He's a little bit different. A physical specimen, but in the things he does, reminds me of what Jordan Whittington did at Cuero. When you when you watch what he does on the field, yeah, he's a ten sub ten seven hundred meter guy. Yeah, he's something else. Uh, Wellington, a new home, playing uh, in Canyon on um, on uh, Friday night. This is two A Division two. Uh, Albany and Collinsville in Mineral Wells. March, number one team in the state, playing Love Lady in College Station. And Burton and Granger playing in Bastrop. What's the computer guy? On Friday night. On Burton and Granger. Uh, Burton by four. But it, it's a good matchup. It's a, it's a really good matchup. Uh, the six-man division, Division One, happy against defending state champion Westbrook. They play in Slayton on Friday night. On Saturday, Abbott, number one team in the state, Plays Erion County. Big surprise there. Erion County knocked out Jonesboro last week. They meet in early out there by uh, Brownwood. 1A Division Two in the Final Four. Top-ranked Benjamin plays Whit Harrell in Hermley. And Oakwood and Lorraine, two big Cinderella stories. It was Lorraine who took out Richland Springs a couple of weeks ago. And they'll play in Dublin on uh, Friday. The Whit Harrell-Benjamin game Saturday. Finally, Snoop, uh, some privates. How about state championship matchups? Remember Parish Episcopal? Yes. The team that beat LBJ? Yeah. Uh, They also beat Alito this year, too. Uh, They're playing for the uh, 11-man Division I TAP state championship against Prestonwood Christian Academy there in uh, Plano. These these games are Waco ISD Stadium. Uh, 11-man D2, Fort Worth All Saints against Fort Fort Bend Christian. Uh, Division III would be... Uh, Dallas Christian against Cypress Community Christian and Private 11-man Division 4, Lubbock Christian against Shiner St. Paul. All those games in Waco on Friday and Saturday. Uh, Other ones um, include 
Six-man Division One Austin Hill Country Academy against Sugarland Logos Prep. Uh, that's on Thursday night at Waco ISD Stadium. And um, I should let you know, Snoop, that Gloria Deo from uh, Bulverde took out Smoking for Jesus last week. Oh. Yeah. How dare they? So they're playing Tribe Consolidated from Bastrop in the uh, school names be tripping me out. Yeah. <laughs> so they're they're playing them in Bryan. That's where that T A I A O the Division Two title is. And the Not Your Ordinary School, Nios, Austin, the charter school, is playing the Fort Bend Chargers home school team in Bryan for the Division Three T A I A O state championship. So there it is. There's your complete. That was sick. Schedule. <laughs> was sick. Yeah, there's some schools. I'm like, what? I I just imagine these schools talking trash to each other on social. Yeah. I go to Benjamin. Yeah. So I go to Abbott. I don't yeah. know. Anyway. Well, Benjamin's an interesting story because the head coach there um, was an assistant at the outstanding program at Strawn, and his son, as a freshman was the star of the state championship team and strong and they moved up to Benjamin. He took the head coaching job and instant number one ranked team. But yeah. Snoop, if you went to Cranbrook, that's a private school. Mm. Cranbrook, where is that? Remember Eight Mile? When he was making fun of Papa Doc? Yes. This guy's a gangster. His real name's Clarence. <laughs> I was hoping you would have you would have picked it up on first reference. Turn up but. Jeff Howe. That's good. I had to be refreshed, but I'm sure there were listeners out there. I'm old enough now to where Eight Mile is one of the movies that's in rotation on VH1 a lot. Uh, <laughs> okay, uh, on the Specs text line, our good uh, friend, long time, uh, long time, uh, Longhorn faithful fan, and Newton High School proud Newton High School graduate George says, "Craig, please tell Tepper that Newton is not in Southeast Texas, uh, and and definitely not in the Golden Triangle." George, we have to put them somewhere. <laughs> it's done by regionality for what are called ADIs, uh, for the television markets. So Newton is technically classified as being in the Golden Triangle. That's why it pops up like that in the deal. It's because of television market purposes. Think about it, George. What TV stations do you get when you're Newton? You get Beaumont, right? That's why. That's why it puts out. They can't be out there in their own category, although – their state championship pedigree sometimes would dictate that maybe they belong in a place of their own. And I like their chances, by the way, this week uh, against Harmony. We'll see how it is uh, going forward from there. All right. Uh, we're now ready. And uh, oh, somebody said, so disappointed. Oh, it was John in the Bay. So disappointed that Snoop didn't get that reference. I am disappointed. Yeah, disappointed well, in you, Snoop. Yeah. Well, I, I had to throw up a comment yesterday. Yeah, you did. You did. You were up on that. You know, okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, coming up, we'll have her Longhorn Notebook. We do have uh, Inconceivable later on uh, this half hour. And additionally, uh, we'll uh, have our weekly conversation. Greg Tepper, managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. Coming up at 11 o'clock hour, we also have a Flex 30 update. You'll definitely want to stay tuned for that because this is going to pertain specifically to the all-flex team, something you need to know about it. And uh, we'll have another uh, Longhorn Notebook next hour as well. Our first one's coming up next when we continue with Life That's Hour on the Horn, 1049, 1019, AM 1260. We're live, local, and digital on the Horn app. Five beer cans, Anheuser-Busch, Houston, Texas. Life That's Hour. Well, it's 
This is Light the Tower on the Horn. Craig Ray, Jeff House, Duke Daniel with you. And um, somebody said, if you look further at those basketball rankings, this based on this week's AP and coaches' top 25 rankings, including those receiving votes, the ranked teams will play. Baylor twice has said that. Creighton said that. Kansas twice said that. Tennessee said that. Illinois said that. Iowa State twice said that. TCU, that's in the others receiving votes. Texas Tech is in the other receiving votes. They'll play each of those two teams twice. Same thing with West Virginia, Oklahoma, and Kansas State. All of those schools are in the others receiving votes. I was just specifically listing. It was an impressive enough list on its own merits just against the schools that were ranked. But then if you add to that, and it's a a great point, the ones in the others receiving votes – Excellent point, because then after that, you've got TCU twice, Texas Tech twice, West Virginia twice, Oklahoma twice, and Kansas State. That's 10 more games uh, right there against teams that are currently ranked. Now, there'll be some more shakeup and and do that. That's just when you look at uh, the, you know, the far away look at it, it would uh, – you'd say, oh, my goodness, all those ranked teams or others receiving votes. So that's why I said there will be, you know, there's not going to be any question about the strength of their schedule once they get to the postseason. Uh, Got to say this. Uh, well, first of all, uh, somebody else thank, uh, thanking us for uh, listing all the games, including the private schools, which brings us to the photo or the, the picture put up by our friend from Belton who said, is this the Smoking for Jesus logo? Because yeah, I mentioned about them getting knocked out of the playoffs. <laughs> and there's this, if you've seen in churches, uh, funeral homes, um, uh, religious bookstores, things like that, you've seen this this portrait of Jesus. And an- where he's looking up there, and uh, <laughs> I don't know if photoshopped is the right word, but added to the portrait portrait is this cigarette. Let me see. And if you take a look at that, Snoop, see if that does oh, it. <laughs> it's a very, it's a nice picture of Jesus. He's just taking a light drag. <laughs> a cigarette. So, Jesus burning a heater. <laughs> but look at his eyes. I I don't know. Look. He but looks, you've seen that portrait before. Yes. In a lot of churches or. Uh, you know, other things, uh, religious pamphlets of that particular one. Uh, it looks of the, like a joint. Uh, <laughs> would you stop? It does. <laughs> it's too small to be a cigarette. Maybe it's a clove. Okay. Jesus smoked cloves. <laughs> and as we pointed out, when Snoop thought that the name Smoking for Jesus was sacrilegious or blasphemous or whatever it was, I said it's quite the contrary. It's because of the barbecue joint that, that the – church and school has for their ministry to raise money for the ministry smoking they're smoking meats for the barbecue establishment in marble start falls sending jesus memes to the specs text <laughs> yeah. line yeah. god's gonna get you yeah yeah see that's what i'm saying there it is so i just sent a, a photo of the smoking for jesus uh you know a uh, ministry is this where you want to be when jesus comes back there yeah. it is yeah <laughs> That's the second funniest thing, yeah. next to bears doing human things. Yeah, that's right Jesus there. doing bad. Look, things. there's their practice field. Thanks to the person, <laughs> and it's in Kingsland. 
uh, as we pointed out in the past, it's in Kingsland, and and uh, there's the uh, uh, there's the practice field uh, for smoking for Jesus ministry, and the smoking is the makes reference to the the barbecue, the the smoking meat. That's what that was. But Snoop was very uncomfortable with it. Strange, however, that he was not uncomfortable with referring to Jesus as hooting a spleff. You're sitting there yes. talking about that. Oh, you're, you're, no. you're fine with talking about Jesus blazing a fatty, but uh, but you didn't but you didn't like the name of the of, of the school and the ministry. No. I've just been I've been desensitized. Yeah. Can that please be a promo? <laughs> <laughs> talking about Jesus. Token a duber. I mean, you know, good lord, so to speak. Uh, all right. How the hell do we segue to back to football? After We're going to try that right now with a Longhorn Notebook. Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook. <laughs> Longhorn Notebook that is presented by Aaron Bowersock, the home loan expert, your Longhorn lender. Let Aaron do for you what she did for Linda and myself, and that is to uh, get our home loan approval done just like that. After all, she's the person who can guarantee that home loan approval in 10 days or less. Check her out on the web at bowersockteam.com, B-O-W-E-R-S-O-C-K, bowersockteam.com. Thank you, Craig. This was just going to be a B. John Robinson segment, yeah. but I forgot that in the cut we're going to listen to Sark also mentions Jalen Ford. So it was Roger Wallace asking this question just about the years those two guys have had. Anybody that, I don't know if anybody caught it this morning, uh, B. John Robinson is a finalist for the Doak Walker Award. Uh, which goes to the nation's top running back, Cedric Benson, Ricky Williams, uh, Deontay Foreman, previous Longhorn winners of that award. Ricky won it twice, actually, in 97 and 98. Uh, so Bijan's looking to join that elite group. Uh, Sark was asked yesterday again about the type of year Bijan's had, about the type of year Dalen Ford's had. Well, listen to this cut, and then I'll give you some numbers on both those guys. Yeah, I mean, I think I think about Bijan, like, if we were 10-2 and two right now and playing for a Big 12 championship and – maybe on the cusp of the college football playoff, I think there'd be no question this guy would be in New York for the Heisman. When you, when you think about what he's accomplished of, you know, I think, I think he's leading the country, if I'm not mistaken, I got this written down here somewhere. He's, where did I, where did I put this? He's leading the country in tandem offense with 1,894 yards, number one in the country, number one in the Big 12. Um, He's got 20 total TDs on the year, which is number two in the country, number one in the Big 12. He's leading our conference in rushing with nearly 1,600 yards, fifth in the country. He's got 18 rushing TDs, which is first in our conference, fourth in the country. Like, those are staggering numbers for a guy that will he get in there or not. And the idea that, man, (laughs) it's crazy to think he's not getting the recognition he deserves, that's mind-blowing. Then you go to Jalen Ford. The guy's forced a turnover in six straight games. Six straight games he's forced a turnover. Four interceptions. Uh, I think he's got over 100 tackles on the year, um, whether it's forced fumbles, fumble recoveries, interceptions, tackles. Um, he's just doing it at a really high level, and he's doing them at critical moments in the game. When are those turnovers occurring in the fourth quarter to seal victories? Iowa State, Kansas State, Baylor. I mean, these are all critical moment plays. Like, they're not first quarter, ho-hum, first drive of the game. It's when the game is on the line, this guy's playing his best football. So, hey, I don't, I don't know the criteria for voting on who gets voted for what. I know we got two of the best players in the country on our team, and they had great years. All right. Yeah, yeah so Bijan, uh, like I said, is up for the Doak Walker Award. I would expect him to be on a few different – if he's – 
it would be a shame if he's not a consensus All-American. Those other guys that I mentioned, uh, I believe were, I believe Cedric Benson was. That was a really good year for running backs. But I know Deontay Foreman was. Obviously, Ricky won the Heisman that year. I think it's possible, Craig. I'm get your take on this because I've already seen this floating around Twitter, and I don't disagree with it. I think you could have a situation where Bijan wins the Doak Walker Award, but Blake Corum is in New York as a Heisman finalist. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. Especially if he comes back and plays in the Big yep. Ten championship game and, yep. and puts up some numbers against Purdue, which I don't know why he wouldn't if he's healthy and ready to go. Right. Even though Donovan Edwards had a heck of a game against Ohio State, but that's just kind of where Bijan's at. And uh, I don't, you know, I know Sark ran down a lot of numbers there. Uh, I didn't know this. He's the first Longhorn to ever rush for 1,500 or more yards and have 300-plus receiving yards yeah. in the same season. How about that? Uh, second yeah, that half. sounds like an Eric Metcalf kind of number, except Eric never rushed for that that, yeah. that lofty a total. We talked about him. Mean, he's he's the new-age running back, like Alvin yeah. Kamara, Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Like he's one of those type guys. Yeah. Uh, 20 total touchdowns at second nationally. So he's had a heck of a year. You know, going into the year, we said this on the Longhorn Blitz podcast, which we'll record today as soon as we're done with the show. And, you know, Rod and I kind of we kind of eventually got to this point. If Bijan wasn't up for national awards, then something would have went terribly wrong this year. And he's a finalist yeah. for the Doak Walker Award, and I, I really think he's going to win it. Uh, I think he is the best running back in the country. So there's that. But Jalen Ford is interesting because John in the Bay asked this. He actually DM'd me on Twitter uh, yesterday. He asked this uh, a couple of weeks ago. Hey, is Jalen Ford in the running for Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year? And at that time, I felt like it was maybe too early to, to put that out there. But you think about this in terms of Jalen Ford, Craig. He's the only Power 5 player, and this is coming from the Texas Sports Information Department. He's the only Power 5 player with three interse- four interceptions and three forced fumbles this season. He's the only FBS player with four interceptions, three forced fumbles, and two fumble recoveries. He's the only FBS linebacker with four interceptions, and he's tied several players, including Derek Johnson and Tommy Nobis, for the school record for interceptions in a season by a linebacker. So is Jalen Ford the Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year? Yeah, he makes a really convincing case, number one. I think number two, Sark pointed it out yesterday. Uh, We just heard it in that cut. Pretty much you look at every significant Big 12 win Texas had, Jalen Ford's forcing a turnover, making a big play in that game to help swing it or help seal it. Uh, and then you look at the fact that I, I didn't, I don't know anybody else in the Big 12 who just jumps out to me as a defensive player of the year candidate. So I would think Jalen Ford gets some votes, and it would not surprise me at all if he wins it. Big 12 defensive player of the year? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, after Friday how I felt about it. Third down. And 14 from the Baylor 43 out of the shotgun. Blake shaping the snap, back to throw, steps up in the pocket, goes over the middle, intercepted, picked off, coming down the field, the 50, the 45. Guess who? Jalen Ford, his fourth interception of the season. There is your Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year, I dare say. I dare said. <laughs> so, <laughs> You're pretty convinced. I, it, it, well, I asked Sark last week when we had the highlight. From the other big play yet, I said, do you have the Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year on your team? He goes, I think so, blah, 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 blah. And then he goes out and has the game he had I mean, who else last would you, week. Who else would you think would be up for that? Uh, Travis Hodges, Tomlinson at TCU Maybe. would make a case. Felix mm-hmm. Anaduke, Arizona, yeah. K-State yeah. makes a case. But yeah. other than that, uh, Tyree Wilson at Texas Tech, I felt, did before he got hurt. So, I, don't, I mean, Jalen Ford's got just as good a case as anybody. And yeah. What's going to be interesting to me 
is how many All-American teams do we see Jalen Ford on? Because I mentioned all those numbers. He's the first Texas linebacker to have a 100-tackle season since Malik Jefferson in 2017. Malik was the second-team All-American mm-hmm. that year. Uh, you look at the kind of year Jalen Ford has had and compare it to like to the kind of year Jordan Hicks had in 2014, uh, the production, you're getting about the same amount of production. Jordan Hicks was an All-American that year, so... I'm just wondering if how many All-American teams, if any, Jalen Ford is going to show up on Craig because some of these All-American teams were voted on weeks ago. Yeah. So, like, I know for, like, for the Football Riders Association, I submitted my ballot for defense two, three weeks ago. And I did put Jalen Ford on my ballot, and CB mentions that your Maxwell Award finalists are C.J. Stroud, uh, Hendon Hooker, and who is the third or the high for the uh, – Maxwell refined. Anyway, Bijan's not on that Maxwell list. Yeah. I voted for him. Yeah. I think when I submitted mine, I want to say in order, I think I had Bijan, Hendon Hooker, Max Duggan in that order, which obviously that was before Hendon Hooker. Mm-hmm. Hendon Hooker was injured. Um, I've got it right here. Sorry, it took me a while to find it. Uh, Caleb Williams from SC. Okay. Who surged recently and appears to be your Heisman front runner. So. All right. Breakway, Jeff Howe, and Snoop Daniel. Inconceivable. 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 You keep using that word. I don't think it means what you think it means. Here's what it means today. Uh, let me let me start off with some more airline misbehavior. Because I know that always triggers something within you, Jeff. Yeah, it's just wild to me how people can act a fool on a flight. Well, apparently, and the details are a little sketchy and they're still getting on some of this, but a Southwest Airlines flight left Houston Hobby uh, last night headed for Ohio. It was bound for Columbus. Had to land, make an emergency landing in Arkansas Ugh. because of an unruly passengers passenger who authorities say seriously injured someone on the flight. Good Lord. Yeah. This was Flight 192 traveling from Houston to Columbus. It was on Saturday night. Had to divert to Little Rock after its crew observed disruptive behavior from a passenger on the flight. Uh, The local authorities in Little Rock met the flight upon landing. They removed the, uh, it says customer, the passenger from the aircraft. The flight then took off again and landed in Columbus. The FBI, Little Rock Public Affairs Officer, told USA Today that federal agents are investigating after a passenger was assaulted on the plane and subsequently hospitalized. Jeez. Yeah. The uh, suspect, also obviously a passenger, who Hagen said assaulted the passenger, is in custody and could face federal charges. Uh, A FBI Little Rock Airport liaison agent and other investigators are working with partners at the Little Rock Police Department, the Little Rock Airport, and Southwest Airlines. So far this year, Jeff Howe, as of November 1st, the FAA, care to take a guess at how many reports they've received of unruly passenger behavior? Just tell me, over or under 100? Far over. Over under 200? Far over. 500. Oh, you're not even close. 1,000? Let me help you. <laughs> 2,178 reports Good Lord. of unruly passenger behavior. That's uh, prompting more than 760 investigations. Last year, 
there were 5,981 incidents. We remember first year coming off COVID where people yeah. were just – so it's down. <laughs> it's, it's down by uh, a little over 50%, but that's still an issue. Yeah, you don't even have mask rules to complain about anymore. No. It's just, now it's just you being an a-hole. Yep. Yep. Thought you'd be interested in that. Um, I gave a uh, I gave a story about the world's largest active volcano yesterday, Mauna Loa. It has been determined that it did indeed erupt. It didn't just kind of bubble up to the surface. World's largest active volcano erupted for the first time in nearly four decades. Residents on the Big Island, Hawaii, where my sister lives, uh, they said, "Stay alert." Even though there doesn't appear to be any immediate danger. My sister posted on Facebook a picture last night. She lives in Kailua Kona on the west side of the island. And that was over on the east side. You could see it in the distance. You could see the red sky. It'd be kind of scary just to see it there. Um, there's 23,000 people there. But Hilo, which would really come into 